from WBEZ Chicago and the end of the bar. This is Pleasure Town. In the late 1800s, two visionaries claimed a parcel of Oklahoma land. They had a dream to build a community for pleasure seekers. Before long, the settlement grew into a sanctuary for outlaws and artists. But after flourishing, it fell. Now, decades later, the town lies buried in the red dirt. But not even death can silence the residents' stories. So put on your headphones and hear their tales as we choose a path towards Pleasure Town. Hard choices. What about them? Well, Claude, if you want to know the true direction of one's life, find those moments when the path splits on a tough decision. No truer sign of character than the direction one chooses to take. Or they feel they have to take. True, Sai. But it's an illusion. There's always a choice. And with every choice comes a consequence. Eli thought he knew the consequences of his hard choice, and who would stand by his side. But people are their own. An Evie and Flo weren't bound to follow. Which grew from their own hard choices. It's all in how you see things. It's all in how you see things. There's the upside. I've weathered all kinds of storms. The downside. Useless warnings of green skies and grief. And the gray in the middle. I've weathered all kinds of storms. The kind that leveled our home and the kind that left our parents dead in the road. Here in Pleasure Town, I see a different kind of storm. I know that nothing is free. A wealthy white woman bearing gifts for a black man. But what I also know is that we had a tremendous need. A black man in charge of a large group of white people. And Enid Wallace satisfied that need when no one else could. A different kind of storm. Or would. Not our neighbors. It's all in how you see things. There's the upside, the downside, and the gray in the middle. Not our founders. Evie thinks I only see the upside. Not our mayor. She thinks I see sunshine, pearly white clouds, and clear blue sky all the time. But I don't. I see it all. A wealthy white woman bearing gifts for a black man in charge of a large group of white people. That signals danger no matter how you look at it. The sky could have just as well been green with streaks of lightning and funnel clouds. Enid stated her price up front. My support for her railroad rights. That was the exchange. Whatever the deal, he is bound to give more. End up with far less. Then all these white folks will blame him when it goes wrong. I need support. Not useless warnings of green skies and grief. Of all people. It won't take much for them to turn on him. I thought Evie would understand. And when they turn on him... She'll be behind it. Evie thinks I only see the upside. She thinks I see sunshine, pearly white clouds, and clear blue sky all the time. But I don't. I see it all. And then I make a choice. I learned early on in life to understand my surroundings and prepare for the worst 
That could mean looking to the heavens to sense the hue of the sky, the direction of the wind, and the degree of devilment that Mother Nature has on her mind. Or it could mean gauging whether a wayward glance by Daddy, a sassy tone from Mama, or the day's frustrations with white folks would ignite the latest round of my parents' arguments and blows. I see it all, and then I make a choice. I wish I had a map. Because I don't recognize a thing within myself these days. Managing and surviving the chaos of my parents and taking care of Flo grounded me. Mama taught me how to choose. But that ground has given way to a landscape I no longer understand. I'd have a bad dream and wake up crying and feeling scared. Mama would wipe away my tears and tell me to change the ending of the dream to one that made me feel good. Of all people I thought Evie would understand. I'd curl up on a lap. She'd tell me to close my eyes and go back into what had just happened before I woke up terrified. And she'd say, now change it. After so many years of Jeb and me being the only black residents of Pleasure Town, I looked upon these new arrivals with some interest. It's all in how you see things. I told Jeb about them. It was sort of like looking in a mirror and seeing Jeb and me. Us brothers, them sisters. It won't take much for them to turn on him. I saw the relationship of care. The burden of responsibility, joy, and complexity of taking care and being in charge of another. And when they turn on him, she'll be behind it. Now change it. If the monster was chasing you, then go back in and change it. So that he stubs his toe, falls down, and you get away to someplace safe and feel just fine. He was in my care. It's not like I set the fire, but I missed something. What made him run into a burning building? Why would he do that? What or who could he have been seeking? I should have known. Or if you're lost in a scary place, change it so that a golden path appears to lead you home. And you make it here in time for your favorite supper. And if I missed it with my brother, how will I see it with this large group of people? It won't take much for them to turn on him. I know it sounds silly, but it worked. That simple rewrite made those bad dreams lose their sting. A large group of white people who, although were polite to us in the best of times, still were never quite friendly. They gave us wide berth and patronized us, but we never really belonged in the circle of community. Yet now, in this crisis, they look to me to make decisions that will determine whether they have food tonight and medicine for their children in the morning. It didn't stop the bad dreams from coming. I know that nothing is free. It gave me some power over them. But what I also know is that we had a tremendous need. It gave me choices. And Enid Wallace satisfied that need when no one else would. But that ground has given way to a landscape I no longer understand. 
it began shortly after the tornado leveled our home, continued when Flo left with Jerome headed to Pleasure Town, and became entrenched when I arrived here. The landmarks that have always marked my way are now gone and have given way to a vast open sea. And I... I have my doubts. I can't swim. It gave me choices. And that's what Evie doesn't get. A vast open sea. It takes more courage to see the full range of possibilities and choose one that has the most joy in it instead of giving in to the gray. Evie thinks she's taken the practical, realistic course, but she's really just given in to a murky, distrustful way of living. Flo thinks I only see gray skies and doom. Where you just brace for the next tragedy and stay in that defensive, wary space until inevitably you get what you've been waiting for. More tragedy. But I see the full range of possibilities. I see the chance for community, companionship, and freedom from always having to be prepared and in charge. But I also see the threats and the storm clouds, and I know what havoc they can bring. Everybody will have bad times and upsets. The threats are real. I have my doubts. If I accepted the life mapped out for me by the gloom, I'd be a suffering mule for all my days. Choices are exactly what a black woman living in these parts needs. I choose a different life and a different way. That's what led me to Pleasure Town. The threats are real. They can compromise the dream. This place just has to work. I have my doubts. It has to be rebuilt. I know that danger is lurking. And not based on handouts from some rich white lady, but based on our strength, our vision, and our courage. I have my doubts, but I'll have to take her at face value. A white woman never freely offers a black man anything other than grief. We're not exactly in a position to negotiate. Our strength. Our vision and our courage. We have to make the best choice under less than perfect circumstances. That's what we have to draw upon to rebuild this town. I know that danger is lurking. Useless warnings of green skies and grief. I've weathered all kinds of storms. It's all in how you see things. Pleasure Town will return in a moment. For many, Pleasure Town was a place to discover the hidden parts of oneself. There is freedom in pleasure, and vice versa. That was true, even for the coldest of cold hearts. Where in the world are you taking me, Mr. Goose? I'm telling you, it's just around the back. But clearly this establishment is closed. There are no lights on, I see no people, and 
In fact, I don't believe this place is or ever has been a bar. And here we are. That's a root cellar. Say the word. Rutabaga. Well, I'll be damned. How do you do, Trapper? Doing well. You came on a good night. The place is packed like a jar of pickles. I see you brought the old lady, too. Excuse me. Miss Wallace, pay no mind to Trapper. He has a way with words, and by that I mean the wrong way. Besides Trapper, Miss Wallace here is a paying customer. Let's treat her with some hospitality, shall we? Nah, I'm just joshing you two. As long as you don't cause a fuss, everyone is welcome at the cellar. Let us move away from the doorway, Mr. Goose, and make our way toward the bar. We are here to celebrate, after all. So then I said, honey, if you aren't going to tell your wife about us, then there is no other. The way his beard felt against my cheek, I swear, I felt like butter on cast iron pan. I'm telling you, this is just the beginning. Women's suffrage is going to change everything. Everything. What'll it be, Chuck? Two martinis, please. Chuck? It's what they call me here. I must say, this is quite the colorful establishment. I hope you aren't uncomfortable, Miss Wallace. We can always go somewhere else. I wouldn't have it, Chuck. I could not care less how people live their lives. I'm a businesswoman, after all, not a priest. Thank you, Miss Wallace. For tonight, call me Enid. Two martinis. To the Wallace Railroad Company! It is hard to fathom all the time we have invested in turning Pleasure Town to our favor. Time well spent. This is going to make the people of Pleasure Town a lot of money, and it's going to make us and our shareholders even more. But let's not talk business tonight, Mr. Goose. Let's Everyone, enjoy the entertainment. Everyone, please, may I have your attention? Quiet, please. Will you, Nelly, shut your damn traps? Thank you. Welcome to the cellar. We have some special guests in the house. First, over by the bar is none other than the queen of laying track, the Baroness herself, Miss Enid Wallace. Did they have to call me out like that? You should be tickled. You're a celebrity. For all the wrong reasons, I'm sure. Our other guest is a performer who is making her cellar debut tonight. Hailing all the way from St. Louis, please put your hands together for the glamorous, the beautiful, the incomparable Miss Hideaway. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. You know, I just did a show in Dallas the other day. And let me tell you, those manhandlers down there really know how to handle a man. <laughs> but nothing compares to Pleasure Town. I can walk down the street and not a single person turns their head. Which reminds me, what do I have to do to get some damn attention around here? I seem to be missing something about her humor. You do know she is actually a he, don't you? Really? 
will remind me to ask him for beauty tips. I do have to say, this is one of the reasons why I find this community so charming. Charming? I thought this was just another speck on the map for you. I thought so too, but I've come to discover this town is more dense with character than New York City. <clears throat> Don't make me spit my martini out. It's true. You can't throw a tin can without it ricocheting off the head of some bohemian or eccentric. Well, I've certainly found this place more inviting to me than most. Very true, Chuck. As queer as you may be, there will always be someone stranger than you in Pleasure Town. Now let's pipe down. I want to see Ms. Way's act. This here is my guitar. I know she's kind of little, but you work with what God gives you, am I right? <laughs> Actually, this here thing is called a ukulele. Fan gave it to me, and I taught myself to play while on the road. Gets pretty lonely out there, you know. Oh, I know you know. Probably gets pretty lonely here, too. Can go a lot of days and nights without so much as a tender touch. Guess that's why I keep this uke here with me. Gives me something to love. That's why I perform for you. Gives me something that loves me back. I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy. A Yankee Doodle Do or Die. A real life daughter of my Uncle Sam. Born on the 4th of July. Say it, lady. I've got a Yankee Doodle sweetheart. He's my Yankee Doodle boy. Yankee Doodle came to London just to ride the ponies. I am the Yankee Doodle girl. I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy, a Yankee Doodle do or die. A real life daughter of my Uncle Sam, born on the 4th of July. I've got a Yankee Doodle sweetheart, he's my Yankee Doodle boy. Yankee Doodle came to London just to ride the ponies. I am the Yankee Doodle girl. I'd like to welcome Miss Enid Wallace to the stage. Oh no, I simply couldn't. It could make for a great public relations opportunity. I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but not everything has to be business. You'll be great. Go on. Oh, all right. I suppose that martini made me drunk with courage. Sam. That's right. Born on the 4th of July. 
I've got a Yankee Doodle sweetheart. He's your Yankee Doodle boy. And what a looker. Yankee Doodle went to London just to ride the pony. I am a Yankee Doodle girl. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. For the rest of the night, drinks are on me. You're my kind of woman, Mine, too. You are all too kind. I am humbled by your hospitality. I know it hasn't been easy having me as an off-and-on resident for these last few years, but I appreciate you all giving me a chance. Truly. I've come to love Pleasure Town, and I want nothing but the best for this community. Your dream... It's not a hollow aspiration. It's a reality that you all have forged. Here we are, standing in the middle of it. This is what happiness looks like. So raise your glasses and let's toast Pleasure Town! Miss Wallace, I just want to thank you for what you're doing for the town. I was skeptical of you, but I see you're a good people. Why, thank you. I was one of them who was booing you earlier, but I was wrong. You really do carry Pleasure Town in your heart. Too kind, too kind. Chuck, there you are. You were fantastic, Enid. Just marvelous. The crowd loved you. I haven't had this much fun in... Well, I don't think I've ever had this much fun. Hmm. Thank you for the night out. It has been much needed. Miss Wallace. Sorry, I only have one song in me a night. <laughs> Actually, I wanted to give you this. It's a telegram. I didn't know anyone knew I was here. It's pleasure time. If someone wants to find you, they will. Well, what's it say, Enid? Enid? It says... It says we're going to have to tear down Pleasure Town. No Pleasure Town had an underground drag show? I went wherever there was whiskey. And I seem to recall a bar where the ladies missed their morning shave. How about you? Oh, sadly, no. I wish I had. Hmm. Well, from my hazy recollections, it was a hell of a show. Hell of a crowd. Guess when you keep so much locked inside, it busts the door down when you let it out. Yeah. The world could use a lot more busted doors. Now bust your door. I don't know what that means, but I'm gonna say no. At least for now. Tease.
everybody. This is Emily, senior producer of the show. Just wanted to thank you for coming back and listening to season three, episode nine. That means we're three episodes away from the finale of season three. Will Enid succeed in building her railroad? Will Daniel and Bethany be able to mend their broken relationship? Will the clerk have a totally understandable mental breakdown? Who knows? We're still writing the final episode. But hey, if you loved what you heard this week, head over to iTunes and leave us a rate and review or give us a shout out on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Your feedback, positive and negative, helps us bring you the best audio drama possible. And find even more ways to connect by visiting us at www.pleasuretownshow.com. And now, it's my favorite time. It's time to thank the folks who made this episode possible. This episode of Pleasure Town was written by Karen Clanton and Keith Ecker and performed by Brittany Love Smith, Sydney Charles, Julian Stroop, Tyler Green, Susan Messing, Chris McClellan, Hannah Starr, Andy Monson, Daniel Kyrie, Brandon Jones, Lizzie Seidenstricker, Emily Modaff, and Keith Ecker. Original music by Emily Modaff and audio design by Aaron Cahoe and Brady Guy. Our executive producers are Keith Ecker and Aaron Cahoe. Our senior producer is me, Emily Modaff. Our associate producers are Colin Wright, Lizzie Seidenstricker, Joe Courtney, and Brady Guy, who has a way with words. And by that, I mean the wrong way. Our staff writers are Sean Paris and Gwen Fulcher. Original music was composed and performed by River Rising's Megan Diger and Tim Hazen and engineered by Colin Ashmead Boppett. This has been a production of WBEZ Chicago.